Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Tuesday, August 1st, 2023, and this is episode 480 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another Coffee with Brian, a daily morning chat. How we doing, everyone? Sorry that the camera is still bouncy, bouncy, and uh, we'll be having those issues today again. I... Uh, I thought I had it fixed this morning, thought I figured out what was actually bouncing. Uh, turns out, no, no, I was completely wrong. So another um, another day of troubleshooting the bouncing camera tomorrow or today into tomorrow morning. So I apologize if you're watching the video feed and uh, you get this little bouncy bounce. Uh, it is what it is. It happens when I bounce. It happens when the dogs bounce. And um and uh yeah let's see um let's see who's in the comments here we got good morning coming in uh canadian farmstead how we doing uh co-worker number four. Oh no thinking about breakfast tacos co-worker number four pip are you um are you a little schizophrenic do you have a second uh second personality there sitting next to the desk desk with you you always reference co-worker number four but it seems like you're bouncing back and forth in between the two uh, the two names pretty seamlessly. Oh, coworker number four. I think it's a it's a it's a mystical person that doesn't exist. Blakesley Acres, how we doing this morning? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming by last night. Uh, enjoyed that. Uh, I his name is Robert Paulson. Oh, I enjoyed doing that episode with Corey. Oh, wow, this bouncing is really bad today. I'm I'm so sorry. I let me see if I can fix it at a little bit at least. Because that's yeah, it's really bad, guys. I'm sorry. We'll uh, we'll make it through. Hopefully, I don't get seasick during the episode, and neither do you. But. Um, Oh, coworker number four says it's Pip. I can't find my phone at the mi <laughs> at the minute. Oh no! Anyway, Pip is uh, Pip is having fun down there in Florida at work. If you can't have fun at work, uh, why go? Wait, <laughs> I uh, I don't know. Anyway, what's in the cup today, and uh, what do we got today? Silver Bullet Blend. Silver Bullet Blend is a specialty. Uh, especially blend that Brian at Food Forest Farms came up with for me to uh, round out our six. Man, oh man, I am just, mm, sorry. There's a dog laying against my leg, huffing and puffing, breathing, and every time he breathes in and out, it moves the table and bounces the camera more. So, whew. It is one of them days. It is one of those days. And it's going to be a long day with the dog, too. I will we'll get to that in a little bit. But that Silver Bullet blend is a blend that Brian came up with for me. Uh, we had five blends, one for each of the dogs that we have, and then a GSD blend and the Perfect Cup. And uh, we were selling those along. And uh, I wanted to do something special for the Silver Project. Um, we were selling custom coin sets of one ounce and half ounce coins. And then I had five extra each run i have five extra one ounce coins that doesn't have that half ounce match 
And I thought I'd do something special with some coffee. And so Brian uh, and I did some brainstorming and we came up with six pounds and an ounce, kind of uh, a play on the six pack and a pound uh, up at uh, Taco John's. I mean, I know it's not anything close to that, but the, the name rung in my head. And so I needed another blend. And Brian said, well, let's make it special. Let's make it really special. And he had just got some uh, some new high-end green beans in and uh, whipped me up something. It is fantastic. The color combination in the bag alone with the light and the dark roast mixed together is phenomenal. And then once you taste it, it's lights out, man. It is lights out. If you're interested in grabbing, um, if you're interested in grabbing some silver bullet blend, definitely reach out to Brian at foodforestfarms.com. You can check it out in the in the video or in the blog post uh, for the episode at thelotsproject.com. Uh, or you can contact me if you want to pick up one of the few remaining six packs or six pounds and an ounce. And um, it is uh, it is good. The, the combo pack of the coffee, basically you end up getting a free ounce of uh, custom silver coin. So check it out. If you want more information, you're welcome to email me at info at thelotsproject.com or reach out to me on uh on telegram or anywhere you can grab me a message and i will tell you all about it james is wondering uh he hasn't tried the dog blends yet what order should i try them in well they are uh, just a light a medium and a dark roast depending on your flavor preference and if you want the best one first or last i would just go in that order i believe um clyde is a light roast uh norman is i think norman is medium and walter is the dark roast so I don't think any of them are too extreme on either end, and uh, Norman should be right there in the middle as a uh, a nice medium. So check them out in whatever order you like. Uh, what do we got to talk about today? I, I checked the differential fluid yesterday. I'll tell you the results of that and if I was able to get an appointment. Um, it's getting a little cooler yesterday. Uh, it, it didn't temperature-wise, but uh, I think the humidity broke after that storm that we had that hit the, the lightning with the tree. And I have an emergency visit I have to make this morning, and I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, Walter's not doing so good, so um, nothing crazy extreme, but uh, definitely something we wanted to get him in sooner rather than later, uh, so I'll talk about that. I also have the first installment of the Backyard Butcher uh, Tinfoil Tuesdays. Backwoods Butcher isn't even here yet, hasn't weighed in, hasn't said good morning. He's going to miss his own show if he wasn't had, to, if he didn't have to be there, he'd probably miss his own funeral. At least be late. So we got Tinfoil Tuesday, little segment, and then uh, hopefully I get to all that other stuff on the topic list. It's a lot to pack in, so let's get rolling. We can hit that perfect cup question of the day, hit lots of history, and then roll into that second half of the show. So let's get at it. All right, it's time again for The Perfect Cup. This is episode 132 of The Daily Question and My Thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. I post the question every Sunday through Thursday. Circle around the next morning, pick up the answers, and share them with you. You can also find them posted on socials at Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Noster. But the best way to make sure your answer is on the show is to hit that Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. 
Perfect Cup question of the day today is, what is the best party you have ever been to and why? What is the best party you've ever been to and why? Um, you know, I've been answering up front every day. Uh, Corey gave me, busted my balls enough that I wasn't answering my own question and only the audience was answering. And so uh, I've been going first. Well, I uh, it was a no-brainer for me. The answer was a no-brainer for me for sure. Uh, and then Corey sat on the answer, sat on her answer, and last night she revealed it to me, and she stole mine. She stole mine. So we are going to um, Norman moved. Maybe we'll stop bouncing as much right now. Uh, we she stole mine, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and uh, reveal mine at the end with Corey's, uh, since it's the same one. And at that point, I wasn't coming up with a new one because my answer was so so no brainer in my head that. Um, man, I just had to go with it. So let's hit everybody else. And then we'll circle around and hit Corey and I's answer at the end. Um, Pip, he, uh, Pip, Pip says, I look back, there's a party where people brought kegs, the party where someone brought a friend who started stripping in the living room, the pre earth day birthday concert party, uh, proper amateurs. We drank all night for the all day concert in the heat. Yeah, that's no good. That is no good, Pip. How did uh, how did everybody fare at the concert? Um, he said, but the idea of a party had me to the idea of an event in the mid-1990s at formerly mentioned Wet and Wild Orlando Park. It was a gathering of old co-workers from something. What could beat a party of your family having a good time at a water park? But that random stripper that popped out of the bathroom was still an interesting party. Still have a handful of video camera recordings. Oh, man. You were one of the guys that walked around at the parties with the, the handheld camcorder. Just everybody going, that's not a good idea. It's going to be fun to watch, but very incriminating. Uh, James from Gingerbread Farms weighed in and said, Back in Okinawa, when there was a typhoon, typhoon they would lock the island down. As a firefighter, I had a 50-50 chance I got stuck on duty or in the barracks. In the lead-up to the typhoon, we would buy every drop of beer and liquor on the island. I think it was an epic barracks party. I don't really remember. I remember something about a skateboard and a poncho in 100-mile-an-hour-plus winds. Lots of fun with the guys you trusted with everything. Yeah, when you could party with uh, party with guys you... Um, you trust with everything and uh, yeah, you can pretty much let go and let your, let your non-existent hair go down because you are uh, in the military. But I've heard some of the, the parties. I had a friend stationed in Diego Garcia for a year. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it's just uh, military on an Island, it can get kind of screwy. <coughs> Kyle, the backwoods butcher. Kyle, good morning. I saw you pop in. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Kyle says best party I ever went to was my buddy's bachelor party, went whitewater rafting up at the Canadian border in Maine and the campground we were at had a full bar and restaurant and we just went wild. We went wild. Uh, it was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of our last hurrahs. My buddy was getting married. My wife was pregnant with our first kid and we just lived it up. No cell service and all the beer. Yeah, yeah. We used to drink out in fields where no one was going to get hurt and no one gave a shit. We just brought all the beer with us. And uh, when somebody was sober enough to drive home in the morning, that's when we got home. Canadian Farmstead says, can't think of just one, probably a barn jam, good food and drinks, a bonfire and many different musicians of all skills taking turns in the jam. 
we never really did a whole lot of jamming. Um, we were radio, uh, radio, tape, CD, depending on what year it was. Uh, but we didn't really ever have a whole lot of live music jamming around in uh, in my group of friends. So I, uh, I missed out on that one. Golden Crickets uh, weighed in, said, uh, not um, not much for parties, so there have only been a few. The best one was at my sister's house where I had my first drink, sitting around the big the fire pit having a blast, then more drinks and more drinks. I learned later that my brother decided that he wanted to overserve me to show me what too much felt feels like in the safest way. Well, it sort of worked to his it sort of worked to this day. I can't stand the smell of clear rum or ruby red soda. Uh, but we had a great night with a few friends and family. Yeah, I think everybody has that liquor, has that moment they remember that they no longer can touch the stuff. Uh, mine was making love to a 100-proof bottle of Southern Comfort. Uh, it it um, sat well. <laughs> I grabbed it. <laughs> it sat. Uh, it didn't sit too well the next morning. And it was unfortunate because I was a bartender and had to serve the stuff every day. Man, every time I poured a shot of that stuff for the next couple of years, I uh, I had a little bit of throw up in my mouth. So awesome, awesome. I would try to persuade people to not have that SoCo 7 or shots of Southern Comfort just for my uh, just for my benefit. And uh, let's get to what uh, what the answer was for me. And then Corey stole it. Um I think it's because it was just easy. And uh, yeah, the best party I've ever been to was my wedding. My wedding, uh, I would say our wedding. Corey said the same thing. Uh, she said uh, she said that, and I had been thinking it all day. I didn't know whether I wanted to say wedding or wedding reception, but I think it was one in the same. Our wedding was so short that I don't think that it qualified as a separate event as the reception. It was in the same spot and people were already drinking when they got to the ceremony um, since they were standing under the tent waiting out of the sun. So I would have to say wedding. It was fantastic. It was exactly what we wanted. It was what we had planned from the beginning, a little bit fancier than we had actually planned. But uh, thanks, Kim and Diane, for uh, our urging us to do it the way we did because everybody showed up and everybody had an awesome time. And it was about the celebration and not the wedding not the dressing up and getting all fancy. It was jeans and uh, jeans and t-shirts and let's have a, let's have a party. And we did, we did, we had a really good time and uh, people still talk about it, that it was probably one of the better weddings they've been to um, in a while. Every time we see people that have been there, they, uh, they bring it up. So that was how many years ago, eight or nine years ago, eight or nine years ago now. And, uh, and people still mention it. So I think it might've been a good one. So anyway, that is the perfect cup question of the day today. The question was, again, what is the best party you have been to and why? Uh, got some good answers. Be sure to look out for that perfect cup question for tomorrow or every day. Again, you can find that at the Lots Project Telegram channel at t.me slash Lots Feed or spread across socials like I mentioned earlier. It's been another edition of the perfect cup. Now back to the main show. Coworker number four says, in Florida, we have hurricane parties. Yes, I have uh, family and friends in Florida, and the hurricane parties are usually pretty epic. Um, I always was confused that, uh, man, do I really want to be fucking hungover 
dealing with the aftermath of a hurricane. I don't know. Or hammered when uh, when the roof tears off and it's pouring in the house. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's the wisest thing. I always thought it was a good idea until I actually thought it through. And I think that goes for most ideas involving alcohol. Morning, Backwoods Butcher. I'm not sure if I got you there in the in the perfect cup segment. Glad you showed up for your own uh, your own segment that you wrote. I told them that you would all you would probably be late to your funeral if uh, if you didn't have to show up. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's hit that history real quick and get lots of history done. Yesterday, I pulled out lots of history and posted it as a standalone YouTube video after the fact. If you're into the history segment or you know somebody that might be into just that segment alone, prepared by Pip over at Duction Cups, uh, find it on YouTube. It will be in its own playlist called Lots of History, and you can just watch the short history segment every day. With that, let's get to that history segment, Lots of History. Well, let me see where my notes are. Pip, uh, Pip diligently put together another episode of Lots of History. All right, August 1st, August 1st, 2023. It's August already, guys, the beginning of the month. Here we go. Flip the calendar page again. And here it is, August 1st. Yes, humans, happy Taco Tuesday. And we were in August now, TikTok and all. This Tuesday is packed with nuggets. This Florida dude didn't know if we were having tinfoil Tuesdays or not. So there could be some history nugs that get passed over for time. And if I pass over anything, folks, you will be able to find all the written notes at the blog post t or at uh, thelotsproject.com. Or uh, I spread that link over socials after I get it all uploaded. So for that, also, I'll be sending out a uh, email once a week with all the links to all the good things for the week. Anyway, let's get going for lots of history because a rubber duck said squeak. All right, Pip. Hmm. Anyway, not so current events. This day, August 1st, August 1st, 1498, Christopher Columbus becomes the first European to visit what is now Venezuela, the first that we know of. Pip's notes, yo, here's an idea, a Columbus cruise line, a theme themed ocean cruise that visits all the places Columbus visited as the first white dude trying to claim everything he saw or something anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Pip, August 1st, 1620, the ship Speedwell leaves the Mayflower, leaves with the Mayflower from the city of Delshevin to bring pilgrims to America by way of England. The two ships began the voyage, voyage on August 5th, sixteen. 20, but Speedwell was found to be taking on water and the two ships put into Dartmouth in Devon for repairs. On the second attempt, Mayflower and Speedwell sailed about 100 leagues, about 300 nautical miles, beyond the land's end in Cornwall, but Speedwell was again found to be taking on water. Both vessels returned to Dartmouth in Devon. The separatists decided to go on to America on the Mayflower. According to Bradford Speedwell, uh, according to Bradford, Speedwell was sold at an auction in London and after being repaired, made a number of successful voyages for her new owners. Uh, let's see here. August 1st, 1801. First Barbary War. The American schooner USS Enterprise captures the Picola class ship from Tripoli in a single ship action off the coast of modern day Libya. A conflict during the Barbary Wars in which the United States and Sweden fought against Tripoli. Tripolitania. Tripolitania. What the hell? Tripolit. 
Britannia had declared war against Sweden and the United States over disputes regarding the tributary, pay the tributary payments made by both states in exchange for a secession of the Tripolian commerce rating at sea. They were pirates. United States President Thomas Jefferson refused to pay this tribute. Sweden had been at war with the Tripolians since the 1800s. Barbary Corsairs led attacks upon American merchant shipping in an attempt to extort ransom for the lives of captured sailors and ultimately tribute from the United States to avoid further attacks as they had with various European states. Uh, let's see, August 1st, 1849, the Joven Daniel ship of the Chilean Navy wrecks at the coast of, uh, wrecks off the coast of Chile, leading to allegations that local, uh, local tribes murdered survivors and kidnapped Elsa Bravo. Reportedly, um, Miliguar, I'm not sure who that is, had visited the site of the wreck six days after the events and said to said to the Chileans that the survivors had been murdered and the cargo stolen. Further, surviving children and women were kidnapped, then raped and murdered. What a cheery thing on Tuesday morning, Pip. Uh, he said that ends the ship era this day, August 1st, 1907. The start of the first scout camp on Brown Sea Island, the origin of the worldwide scouting movement. The site of a boys' camping event on Brown Sea Island in Poole Harbor, southern England, organized by Lieutenant General Baden Powell to test his idea for the book Scouting for Boys. Boys from different social backgrounds participated from one to uh, the 1st to the 8th of August, 1907, in activities around camping, observation, woodcraft, chivalry, life-saving, and patriotism. The event is regarded as the origin of the worldwide scouts movement. Uh, August 1st, 1957, the United States and Canada from the North Amer form the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or otherwise known as NORAD, a combined organization of the United States and Canada that provides aerospace warning, air sovereignty, and protection for Canada and the continental United States. Pips notes, did Canada really want to be part of NORAD or feel they needed to due to the U.S. playing with atomic missiles and such? Good point, Pip. Good point. August 1st, 1965, Frank, Herbert, Frank Herbert's novel Dune was published for the first time. It was named as the world's best-selling science fiction novel in 2003. August 1st, 1981, MTV begins broadcasting in the United States and airs its first video, Video Kill the Radio Star by the Buggles. Pips notes, oh, we need a pun song called Reality Shows Killed the MTV Channel. Yeah, um... It was interesting. Uh, so 1981, I was three, did not see the first video. I'm not claiming that, but I did watch the rise and fall of M MTV in my lifetime and in my TV viewing lifetime, which was a lot shorter than my actual alive years at the moment. August 1st, 1993, the Great Mississippi and Missouri Rivers flood of 1993 comes to a peak. The flood was among the most costly and devastating to ever occur in the United States with 15 billion in damages, approximately 27 billion in 2021. Pips notes, according to the U.S. inflation calculator, the cost would be $31,672,214,000. Is that right? No, 31 Pip, I can't tell if you got uh, uh, commas or periods in there. We'll see. We'll see. You're one number short of the billions, so I'm not sure. 
Let's see who was born today. August 1st, 1770, William Clark, American soldier, explorer, and a politician, and the fourth governor of the Missouri Territory, an American explorer, soldier, Indian, Asian, and territorial governor, along with Meriwether Lewis, Clark led the Lewis and Clark Expedition of 1804 through 1806 across the Louisiana Purchase to the Pacific Ocean, the first major effort to explore and map such of which what is now the Western United States and to assess American claims to the Pacific Northwest. Pips notes it's hard for recalculating to pop up when he was the dude making the maps, recalculating, changing route. Would you like to change a route? Click here to stay on your route. Otherwise, it's going to time out and take you to California. Uh, Lewis and Clark. Corey and I always see the Lewis and Clark trail on our travels. This day, August 1st, 1779, Francis Scott Key, American lawyer, author, and poet. American lawyer, author, and amateur poet from Frederick, Maryland, best known as the author of, of the text of the U.S. National Anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Pips notes, Fran F. Key ass assisted his uncle, Philip Barton Key in the sensational conspiracy trial of Aaron Burr and the expulsion of Senator John Smith of Ohio. He made his, made the first of many arguments before the United States Supreme Court in 1807. In 1808, he assisted President Thomas Jefferson, Attorney General in the United States versus Peters. The things you find out on lots of history. August 1st, 1885, George de Hevzi was born, Hungarian-German chemist and academic, Nobel Prize laureate, Hungarian radio chemist and Nobel Prize in Chemistry laureate, recognized in 1943 for his key role in the development of radioactive tracers to study the chemical processes, such as in the metabolism of animals. He also co-discovered the element hafnium. Pips notes, prior to the onset of World War II, Max von Lau and James Frank had sent their gold Nobel Prize medals to Denmark to keep them from being confiscated by the Nazis. After the Nazis' invasion of Denmark, this placed them in danger. It was illegal at the time to send gold out of Germany, and were it discovered that Lou and Frank had done so, they could have faced prosecution. To prevent this, de Harvey canceled the medals, concealed the medals by dissolving them in aqua regia and placing the resulting solution on the shelf of his laboratory at the Nice Borel Institute in Copenhagen. After the war, he returned to find the solution undisturbed and, to, and participated, precipitated the gold out of the acid. The Nobel Society then recast the metals using recovered gold and returned them to the laureates. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty cool. They they he hid them by melting them uh, or dissolving them into solution, and no one knew the difference. Interesting. I like it. I like it. Uh, this day, drew August first, nineteen twenty nine, and Cavello, American roller derby racer. Wait, nineteen twenty nine roller derby, an American athlete and notable personality in the sport of roller derby. Cavello competed in roller derby in seven. Yes, I said seven decades. The 40s through the 2000s. She's broke into the sport in 1948, originally skating for a league called International Roller Speedway. Skating with the original roller derby beginning in 1948, she would be named women's captain of her team within six months. This woman was in roller derby for 70 years. I could barely roller skate, and I'm 40-something. Wow. 
August 1st, 1931, Ramblin' Jack Elliott, American singer, songwriter, and guitarist. Elliott grew up inspired by the rodeos at Madison Square Garden and wanted to be a cowboy. Encouraged instead to follow his father's example and become a surgeon, Elliott rebelled, running away from home at the age of 15 to join Colonel Jim Askew's rodeo, uh, the only rodeo east of the Mississippi. They traveled throughout the mid-Atlantic states and New England. Elliott was with them for only three months before his parents tracked him down and had him sent home but he had been exposed to his first singing cowboy, Brahmer Rogers. August 1st, 1948, Avi Arad, Israeli-American screenwriter and producer, founded Marvel Studios, and an Israeli-American film producer became the CEO of the company Toy Biz in the 1990s and soon afterward became the chief creator, creative officer of Marvel Entertainment and the chairman, CEO, and founder of Marvel Studios. August 1st, 1957, Taylor Negron, American actor and screenwriter, was born, an American actor, comedian, writer, and artist. He is perhaps best known for his role as Albert in Punchline and in Ma as Milo in the 1991 action comedy, The Last Boy Scout. Pips notes, hey, look at that, The Last Boy Scout movie reference on the same day as The Boy Scouts started. Huh. The first and the last, Pip. The first and the last. <clears throat> All right, let's see who kicked off. Deaths today. Who died today? August 1st, 1807. John Walker. Johnny Walker. No, John Walker, English actor, philologist, philologist, <laughs> and lexographer. After running a school at Kensington, Walker began to teach uh, elocution. And this became his principal employment for the rest of his life. He was the friend of the leading literary men of his time, including Samuel Johnson and Edmund Burke. Pip's notes, O Captain, my captain, elocution is the study of formally speaking in pronunciation, grammar, style, and tone, <laughs> as well as the idea and practice of effective speech and its forms. <laughs> touche pip touche dude i need to rewatch the dead poet society robin williams telling young men to use their words carefully but here we are seeming like it it's the 1984 new dictionary cutting out words and changing the meanings passings unknown how the search gets flooded with a marvel comic character the the psycho captain america dude oh yeah yeah with the same name uh, this day, August 1st, 1966, John Ross, American tribal chief, the principal chief and of the Cherokee Nation from 1828 to 1866. He served longer in the position than any other person. Described as the Moses of his people, Ross influenced the nation through such tumultuous events as relocation to the Indian Territory and the American Civil War. Ross first went to Washington, D.C. in 1816 as part of a Cherokee delegation to negotiate issues of national boundaries, land ownership, and white encroachment. As the only delicate fluent in English, Ross became the principal negotiator despite his relative youth. In, 19, er, in 1824, Ross boldly petitioned Congress for redress of Cherokee grievances, which made the Cherokee the first tribe ever to do so. Along the way, Ross built political support in the U.S. Capitol for the Cherokee cause. Can't find out how the dude died. He passed either on the way to D.C., way to or in D.C. I uh, say it was the government hit. Oh, Jesus. Pip's notes, inglorious bastard movie reference. You're the best French speaker among us. Congratulations. You're promoted to head interpreter. Here's the big name event, at least for Pip. This day, August 1st, 
1922. Donit Banki, Hungarian engineer, and I don't know if that is spell, uh, pronounced right, being Hungarian. Uh, Hungarian mechanical engineer and inventor of Jewish of Jewish heritage. He's not the inventor of Jewish heritage. He is an inventor of Jewish heritage. In 1893, he invented the carburetor for the stationary engine together with Janos Zonka, known as the Banki Zonka engine. The invention is often incorrectly credited to German Wilhelm Maybach, who submitted the patent half a year after Banki and Zonka. Banki also greatly contributed to the design of the compressors for combustion engines. Pips notes, some sources say that the idea of the carburetor came from a flower girl. One evening, Banki saw her while walking home from the Budapest Technical University. She was sprinkling water onto her flowers by blowing spray from her mouth. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, skip down here to uh, uh, Canadian physicians. Oh, we got Canadians in the audience. We should probably hit these. Uh, August 1st, 1966, Charles Whitman, American murderer, uh, a.k.a. the Texas Tower sniper. Pips notes, while skimming through the dude's death and autopsy stuff, it seems like over a short time after seeing many doctors, they prescribed the dude with Valium because, yeah, that helps. During the autopsy, it was discovered a pecan-sized brain tumor. Oh, man. Um, the... Yeah, Charles Whitman went up in that tower. At, I think it was Texas A&M and shot all those people randomly. Uh, Kinky Friedman and the Texas Jew Boys actually wrote a song called "The Ballad of Charles Whitman." If you Google it, you'll uh, you'll find the song, and it is a winner for sure. August first, nineteen sixty-six, Lucille Tesdale Cordy, Canadian physician and surgeon, a Canadian physician and pediatric surgeon who worked in Uganda from 1961 until her death in 1996. Despite considerable hardship, including civil war and the AIDS epidemic, she co-founded with her husband a university hospital in the north of Uganda. And August 1st, 2009, Corazon Aquino, Filipino politician, 11th president of the Philippines. Hey, Mike, the Philippine nomad a Filipino politician who served as the 11th president of the Philippines from 1986 to 1992. She was the most prominent figure of the 1986 People Power Revolution, which ended two-decade rule of President Ferdinand Marcos and led to the establishment of the current democratic Fifth Philippine Republic. Holidays today, there is a laundry list. Let's hit them hard. American Forces Day in Lebanon, Emancipation Day has commenced in many parts of the former British Empire, which marks the day that Slavery Abolition Act of 1833 came into effect, which abolished Chattel slavery, abolished slavery in the British Empire. Uh, we got Minden Day in the United Kingdom. National Day celebrates the independence of Benin, Benin from France in 1960. National Day commemorates Switzerland becoming a single unit in 1291. Official birthday and coronation day of King of Tonga. Uh, Parents Day in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Statehood Day in Colorado. Swiss National Day in Switzerland. Lamas, uh, England, Scotland, and Neo-Pagans. Uh, all right, first day of... Carnival de Pueblo, Burgess Park, London, England. It's Victory Day in Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam. It's World Scout Scarf Day. And in Yorkshire, England, it is Yorkshire Day. Whew, that's a lot of history. Thanks, Pip. And this is Pip signing off. And have a great 
day. Now back to the main show. Whew, holy crap, Pip. That was a good one. That was a good one for sure. Uh, K-Bonk, good morning. Butcher says some of the muscle names are a bit tough to chew on for me. Oh, thanks, K-Bonk. Thanks for that. Um, what a smart change of state. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says he killed his girlfriend and dog and like three people on the way to the tower. Yeah, that was a crazy, crazy uh, incident that uh, through the song, I ended up uh, diving in quite a bit on old Charles Charlie Whitman. Uh, he was an Eagle Scout. Hmm. Yeah, weird. Circle that back to the Boy Scout stuff. All right, all right. It is Tuesday. We have wrapped up the Perfect Cup and the History segment. Kyle, the backwoods butcher, butcher fancies himself a conspiracy nut. The guy, uh, the guy sends me conspiracy stuff on TikTok. He talks about it quite a bit. He, uh, I think he's closeted conspiracy, but is very open about uh, throwing it out there. He reached out to me and uh, when I was having uh, some issues on vacation, and it was more vacation that I just didn't have the schedule and enough uh, enough wherewithal to look up the Tinfoil Tuesdays on Monday night. I had to skip it for a couple of weeks. Kyle was excited when I had started the segment. He reached out and said, hey, what if I write the conspiracy, um, the Tinfoil Tuesday segment for you? I said, go for it, man. Go for it. If you want to write it up, I'll read it for sure. So this is going to be the initial week of the Backwoods Butcher Tinfoil Tuesdays. Guys, um, I read through it. We're going to see. We're going to see. We'll let the audience decide, Kyle how it went but anyway here we go regardless of what you may have read in the tabloids there have never been any spacecraft recovered by our government jeffrey epstein did not kill himself and to find out what exactly happened on 9 11. how did they know who did this so quickly like they did lee harvey oswald how quick they knew lee harvey oswald well, we killed kennedy I'm putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, hello, everyone. It's time for another Tin Foil Tuesdays. Uh, the segment that we went into, we started diving into some of the conspiracies, the major conspiracies <laughs> in the history of the world. And I got sidetracked when I went on vacation. Like mentioned before, we hit the segment. Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher, fancies himself a conspiracy guy. He has prepared the Tinfoil Tuesday segment for me today. And we will decide if Kyle is able to continue the continue doing the tinfoil every week. I'm sorry, this screen bouncing is going to be really bad for reading this thing. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Well, let's hit these notes. From Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher, I do not claim any of this for sure. Hello there, humans. Oh, wait, that was the last guy. So anyway, welcome to my first attempt to do an informative conspiracy segment for the Lots Project. Going to go ahead and light this off with the most popular conspiracy, JFK. I don't know if that was the most unpopular, but anyway, let's go on, Kyle. This year will mark the 60th anniversary of where Lee Harvey Oswald shot the president from the Texas School Book Depository. Many specialists say it was an extremely difficult shot. 
The distance of the shot was 265 feet, which is under 100 yards. Did you do that math? I don't know about everyone listening, but I know all my rifles are sighted in for 100 yards. The president was shot three times, as well as the first lady. Spoiler, spoiler alert, he didn't make it. So anyway, everyone went nuts. Oswald was arrested, yada, yada, yada. Things get really interesting with the magic bullet that matched the rifle Lee Harvey Oswald used. And it was sitting next to the president's dead body on the gurney and in perfect condition. Then the craziness continues with Oswald is shot at by a very emotional nightclub owner, Jack Ruby. At this point, most of us know what was taught in school about it, but everything got wrapped up pretty quick and out of sight, out of mind, the country moved on. But a lot of people still had questions and from multiple Freedom of Information Act requests, information started to trickle out. More than 14,000 classified documents somehow related to the president's murder remain locked away. The highlights of the information that's come out so far. Number one, the magic bullet that was matched to the rifle Lee Harvey Oswald used was sitting next to the president's dead body on the gurney, and it was in perfect condition. Number two, the grassy knoll. Evidence brings into question the number of shots fired, the origin of the shots, and Oswald's ability to accurately fire three shots in such a short amount of time from such a rifle. These researchers suggest that multiple gunmen were involved. There is a laundry list of evidence and suspicion about evidence tampering and destruction. No way. No way. Uh, they don't know where his brain is. They do not know where JFK's brain is. Um, I'll say it again. They don't know where his brain is. The brain was taken as evidence and somehow along the way, someone flubbed the paperwork and they misplaced it. JFK was uh, was about to open his plan to sh was oh, very open about his plan to shut down the CIA and give more freedoms to Americans that they didn't have. Can't have that now, can we? To double the family fun on June 5th, 1968, Robert F. Kennedy was shot by Sirhan Sirhan at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles and pronounced dead the following day. And to bring everything full circle, JFK Jr., the current Democratic presidential candidate, his newest request for Secret Service protection was denied by the Biden administration. So I'm just going to say it now. RFK Jr. did not kill himself. You think they're going to... Are they going to kill one running for president? I don't know. And Kyle says, I hope this all somewhat entertaining... I hope this is all... I hope this all is somewhat entertaining and thought-provoking. And if not, this was the first essay I'm writing since high school. So forgive me. Enjoy the rest of the show and the rest of your day, kids. Oh, Kyle, 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 JFK. Was he killed? Was he killed? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was killed. It was uh, on video. But uh, was he killed by a lone gunman? Was he killed by multiple people? Was he killed by the government? We will never know. We will never know. Thank you, Kyle, for putting together that tinfoil Tuesday segment for me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to me about JFK. Now let's get this tinfoil hat off and talk about the rest of the show. Your computer. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I guess they didn't want me talking about JFK, but anyway, let's keep going. Um, 
still doing some troubleshooting on this internet, uh, all of a sudden it works all great for um, for most of the day. We had two little blip outs yesterday, so I think part uh, parking the camper where we were uh, worked out well. I think we're going to be all right until we get the pole in for the extended pole mount for the Starlink. Kyle says, ha, 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 I did my best. No, it was good. It was good, man. It was uh, it was well-written and uh, and ac- uh, factually accurate, I guess, kind of, what we know as correct. Uh, I appreciate you doing it uh, for sure. And if you want to do another one, you're welcome to uh, send it off. I uh, I am still up in air up in the air on the on the Tuesday episode. Uh, and now that I'm back and have more of a set schedule, I'm probably going to be able to dig in. But if you want to do it, let me know, and I will uh, I will save my research from when you don't want to. So anyway, what is on the list for today? We got about uh, about ten minutes left. I want to hit some things real quick. Uh, check the differential fluid, the, the rear differential fluid in the in the vehicle, uh, gear oil, I guess. And uh, it was just barely down from where we tested or checked it when we were leaving Arkansas. Uh, so I think we'll be good. Um, I think we'll be good until our appointment next week. I'm gonna keep it uh, keep it tested, but uh, I'm glad I tested it. We had or checked it, checked the level because I have to make a uh, emergency. Well, I shouldn't say emergency vet visit, an emergency visit to the vet, not the emergency vet. We're waiting this morning to the vet to come open. Uh, Corey called yesterday, and uh, one of the closest vets to us uh, has like open. What was it like open walk-ins, walk-ins all day? Uh, so I got to get down there. Probably gonna have to wait in line with Walter. But Walter has something going on with his rear leg. Um, he's licking it uh, incessantly. He will not let us anywhere near it, which is unusual for him. Uh, Walter, we were very conscious of the fact when he was a puppy that he was going to be enormous and very strong. Uh, we played with his feet. We played with his mouth. We did everything we could to get him used to examining and working on him when he was a puppy. And he enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and the, it's very odd that he won't let us anywhere near this. We are wondering if he has bites on his on his leg and um, is dealing with the same chigger bites on his leg that we are, that it itches incessantly and... Um, he was licking it because of that, and then it became raw and uh, might be a little infected. So we're going to go take it. Hopefully, I take him down there, and they're able to give me some sedatives or something to calm him down so that the, the vet can examine it and we can get it taken care of because he uh, he's limping pretty good on it. We ended up putting his donut on him last night. We, uh, we don't use cones for our boys. They are a little too big for cones, if you can imagine how big a cone would be on the St. Bernard. Um yeah, it's enormous. And so when we actually, when we had them neutered, we picked these up. Uh, they were inflatable donuts. I don't have one right close, but uh, inflatable donuts that go around their necks and works the same as a cone. He got that. Um... <laughs> uh, he got that put on him last night. He hates it. Well, I mean, I guess he doesn't really mind it. It's It's irritating. It's irritating to him. Uh, he'll sit and stare and look at us, stare, stare at us, uh, like, why is this on me? Uh, but eventually he'll lay down, and it's a nice pillow for him. Uh, I don't think it's that completely uncomfortable. 
Backwoods Butcher says, I need to make sure I enunciate my CHs. Yes, uh, that was something that Corey and I actually, I think I, I might have mentioned it to her when we were putting that on our notes for last night's recap episode, was that word is not very, um, not very wise to use for me since I don't enunciate all the time very clearly and sometimes our internet connection is a little wonky and i uh, i really don't want to get mistaken for saying something else on the air and get canceled um backwards butcher says we had the cone for one hour with our great pyrenees the dumbass ran into the wall and shattered it <laughs> Yeah, um, we were we were looking at that. So we waited on Walter uh, for quite a long time to get him to get him neutered because we were considering breeding him. And so he was huge. He was huge when it happened. Then the puppies were smaller, but the puppies were still huge. They must have been 100 pounds. Easy 100 pounds when we got him neutered. So you got three of them all at the same time running around like that. And uh, so we yeah, we went donuts. The donuts worked well. If you guys, um, we should put that as an item of the day sometime. These inflatable donuts, and I think you can get them in sizes for any dog, really. Uh, so you don't have to use the cone, and you don't have to store the cone. Uh, these deflate into a little uh, little pocket, and um, they're great. They're great. You blow them up. They take like two or three. Oh, man, it was like 15 seconds to blow the thing up, and it Velcros around their neck. And it looks pretty comfortable. So I'll have to look up a link for those. I'm sure we got them on Amazon. And, um, uh, <laughs> oh God, Kyle, Jesus. Um, so we, uh, we got those, we put it on bear. I got, uh, Walter, you guys probably don't know him as bear. We call him Pookie bear, um, or bear. I don't know. I don't know why we name our pets. My wife has like four names for each of them other than just their name. And we rarely call them their names. Uh, I call them their names quite often, but uh, yeah, they all have new names. So Walter's getting loaded up here after the show. Uh, we're going to head down and hopefully get in and out quick. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to go. Norm or Walter is usually really, really good about uh, everything. The fact that he won't let us look at his leg makes me nervous that um, with the vet looking. Uh, he, he was always been very willing to let us do what we want and he won't let us get anywhere, um, anywhere close to it. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Probably going to end up having to give him some sedatives and wait that out. Let him get calmed down and let them inspect, inspect it. Um, I'm sure that they'll, they'll suggest going the muzzle route and that, I mean, that's great if you don't get bit. I imagine that's probably a, a good thing, but that's less the concern with me is him biting and more just how strong he is. He's extremely strong. And when he doesn't want to be held still, when he doesn't want to be looked at, um, that's a lot of force to try to hold him and restraining him is just, um, I don't like doing it. And so that's why we worked with him so hard as puppies. Uh, we kind of failed on the second two. Uh, one of them doesn't like their nails cut and the other one doesn't like their shit trimmed with the, the razor. But, um, you know, you do what you do with dogs that big. Uh, you get you get a, a small window of opportunity when they can be controlled physically to um, get them used to doing that stuff. And I think we might have missed that window a little bit with the younger two. 
Walter, like I said, is is normally very, very, very good about it. And uh, it's concerning to me that he is not at the moment. So that's what we're doing today. Um, one last thing on my notes uh, before I wrap up today. It seems like it's getting a little cooler around here. Maybe not temperature wise, but I think the humidity broke, uh, which is nice. Last night I went out before bed. It seemed to have cooled off a little bit more. Uh, it wasn't so heavy uh, and humid where you just started sweating when uh, when you're standing there. And um, and uh, in the mornings, it seems like a little cooler. It seems like it's getting a little cooler overnight. It feels like the humidity is dropping. And um, yeah, it's I think it, I think we're on the downhill on the downhill slide of the, the dog days of summer. And that would kind of line up with what the, the lady at the farmer's market told me when I was talking about her lettuce bolting was come August when we got back from our trip that she would probably even if she didn't switch varieties of lettuce would be able to get some more and uh, with the temperature will start to swing back down is what she informed me. It is what it is. We'll make it through. Uh, back with Butcher says it's full MMA every time we have to cut Bear's nails. Yeah, um, I don't think Clyde's had his nails cut in a long... Oh, no, you can get them cut now. You do them one at a time. Do you sneak them? <laughs> so Corey, Corey uh, uh, cuts Clyde's nails one at a time. The other two are pretty good about it, aren't they? Or yeah. Nor Norman won't let us anywhere near him. We try to wear them down on the pavement. Like, we try to walk them on the pavement or the rocks enough that it keeps their nails worn <laughs> down. Um, but... Um, Clyde, Corey will go and he'll be sleeping and she'll like sneak up with the with the clippers while he's sleeping and sneak and grab one and get one. And he like wakes up and he's like all on attention. So she has to wait for him to go back to sleep. And then eventually over the course of a couple days, usually she'll be able to snag all the long nails and uh, get them cut. So if you're patient, Kyle, and you uh, can sneak up on him one at a time, rub his belly a little bit, get ready and then just snip that nail off. And then you only got to do it, uh, what is that, 19 more times? Uh, Backwards Butcher says, I have to wrap myself around him and pat his face. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if at the vet I end up laying on the floor with uh, Walter, getting him down on his side um, and comforting him while they look at his leg um, and kind of give him a bear hug, I could see. I've done that, um, like when they crawl in bed, uh, you can cuddle with them. You can grab them and squeeze them. And it seems to restrain them quite a bit. I think that might be, uh, the best way his legs are so strong that when he's standing up, he has so much, uh, momentum and strength to move. So anyway, anyway, um, Mm, K-Bong says he shocks that Carbon's nails don't seem to grow. Sprinting on a sidewalk might be helping. Yeah, the sidewalk uh, the sidewalk grinds them down. We actually had a German Shepherd that chewed his nails. He learned it from um, they, he learned it from the cat, oddly enough. When he was a puppy, we would put him in his kennel and we would leave for the day and he had a, a dog bed sitting right next to it. And uh, we put him in the kennel one time and we had to come back into the house and the cat within a few minutes, this big fat orange cat we had, he would walk over and he was scared of the dog. Well, kind of, they were friends. They played like they were scared, but I think they were friends. When he got put into the kennel, the fat cat would jump down off the counter, walk over and plop his ass in his dog bed right next to the kennel where he couldn't get to him and then lay there all day in the sun. 
Well, he would do what cats do and he would clean himself and cut his nails. He would like trim his nails with his, uh, with his mouth. Uh, eventually we ended up watching Remington, the German shepherd mimicking the cat and would chew his nails. I don't think we ever cut Remington's nails the whole time we had him the whole time we have six years, seven years. I think it was, he was nine when he ended up. Yeah, it was, I knew it was younger than it was supposed to be. Um, but yeah, he would chew his nails. It was fantastic. So if you can get your cats to train your dogs to chew their nails, it's uh, very nice to not have to do that. Uh, let's get out of here. Item of the day real quick. Uh, micro SD card by Gigastone, 256 gig micro SD card. I use them for dash cam, uh, GoPro, drone, everything. They're great. They're big um, and it works great. It works great. Uh, they even survive teacups. They sit in teacup for uh, a days on end and still work just fine. Find them at the link at the, in the video description and the audio description. There's an Amazon link. There's also a link to a video and uh, a written review. You can check that out. The Gigastone micro SD card. They come in a variety of sizes. I uh, I think that the 256 is the most the most uh, economically um, viable, not viable, um, the best value for the dollar. So check those out. Uh, interview this week, Thursday night. I think I'm simulcasting uh, the interview I will be doing. looks like he's using StreamYard and I should be able to add on uh, the YouTube and the Facebook channel as we stream and then end up getting that out as a podcast episode. That means that I will be doing uh, my Thursday uh, pre-record that I was planning on doing. I will just kind of release that, uh, talk about that in the morning show as topics. The path forward, what we're thinking and the decisions we made for the next six months, our goals and uh, all the, the laundry list of content that will be coming out. Going to shift gears just a little bit, but not much. I uh, just realized that um, man, attention had to change focus. And if we're going to do that, we might as well focus the content on what we're uh, focusing on in life. So anyway, look forward to that interview on Thursday night. I will get all the information, time, uh, link, and everything gathered around after I get back from the vet today or uh, tomorrow and get that spread around so you guys can all join and watch. Uh, it was a former guest, Mike. He uh, he asked me to come out on his show. We waited till after vacation and uh, got it all set up. So I'll get all that information out. He sent it to me yesterday. I just haven't had a chance to copy it over into my notes. So anyway, uh, with that, um, yeah, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. If you can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Nostra Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow.